Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, Brian here. Hey, Brian. I'm here. This is Amina. Hi, Amina. I got in okay. Perfect. Yep. Uh, The volume is a little low. Are you speaking closely into your phone? How does that sound? Is that better? Much better. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, just keep me... Keep me posted. How about my Hi, sound? Is there a lot of background noise or anything? No. All right. I'm going to put you on headphones. That's even louder. Okay, good. There you go. Who's that that just said hi? Mm, I don't hi, know Francisco. Francisco, hey. Hi, Francisco. And who else is on the call? Hi, Bruce is here. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Cool. Uh, I think folks are still calling in. Enrique's not going to be with us this evening. Right. Hey, Tina. Hey, Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. Great. Welcome. Okay, well, I'm going to get started with a prayer and meditation, and then we'll take roll, and we'll go from there. So if everybody could just uh, mute your handheld, we'll get started. Taking a deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful to join together with our beloved community. So grateful for the opportunity to share for these teachings. So grateful for the love of God that is our life, that surrounds us, that is always, always with us. We make a holy offering of anything that blocks the awareness of love's presence in our lives. Anything that feels inhibiting or limiting in any way, all thoughts of lack or limitation, any sense of unworthiness, we release it now. And we open ourselves up to the fullness of God's love. We declare 
our divine perfection. We declare that we are in complete and in every moment that all of the wisdom of the universe resides within us. And so we willingly, gratefully tap into that now. We open ourselves to the highest level of listening, of sharing, of comprehension, trusting fully that everything we need is being offered, that spirit speaks through each and every one of us. And we offer this call over to spirit. We hand it over. We release it. We surrender it, knowing that it is perfect. And we share the benefits of this class, this learning, our healing, and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. And in grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen. I'm staying in this prayerful place of openness. We're going to do our white light meditation. And so we imagine that small ball of bright white light rotating clockwise in the center of our chest. Beautiful ball of white light rotating and expanding, filling our heart center, flowing up into our neck and head. Beautiful light expanding, flowing down into our arms and hands, fingers. Filling our entire torso with white light. The white light moves down past our legs into our ankles, knees, and toes. Filling our entire physical body with this brilliant light, this beautiful white light. This light is restorative and rejuvenating. It soaks and saturates every cell, atom, and electron, every bone, muscle, and organ. It raises our vibration to our natural state, the high frequency of divine love. And our light continues to expand beyond the body into the auric field. Our light expands to fill the womb that we're in and activates a sacred circle of light on every, uh, with every person on this call, joining our community in love and light. And this look out the room that we're in, it flows out onto the street, uniting every person walking on the street, driving in their car, sleeping in their beds. Beautiful white light expands and flows throughout the city that we're in until it reaches the beach, seeps into the ocean, instantaneously enveloping the entire planet. And collectively, we see the planet soaked and saturated in this white light. We see us united. We see the appearances of war and poverty, dis-ease and suffering dissolve and disappear in this light. And we know that we're home. We're free. We're one with perfect love. We rest in this light. We rest in the truth. So grateful to recognize 
that this light unites all of us. We see our planet, we see the galaxy, the universe, everything we can comprehend. All one. And there's nothing to do. There's nothing to prove. There's nothing to earn to accept this light, this love. You are that. And we just allow it to be. Bringing ourselves back into the room, into the class. So grateful to be with you tonight. I'm going to take a roll. I know that Bruce and Francisco and Tina are already on the call. Is Hector on the call? Hi, I'm here. Hey, Hector. And is Magali on the call? Is Stephen on the call? Present. Hello. And Kathy. Kathy? Magali? Okay, so we have Tina, Hector, Francisco, Stephen, Bruce, and we're missing Magali and Kathy, and we know that in any case, we'll be with us tonight. Okay. All right, well, welcome, everyone. We are um, going into a review period, as I mentioned in the email that we sent today. And um, what we're intending tonight is, I'm going to read over, again, the review um, portions that we're going to be studying for our final. And um, we're going to intend to have a little bit shorter class possibly tonight. Um, We're going to have a, a sharing and discussion. We're going to talk about, we're going to take a short break. We're going to talk about uh, God's will. We're going to talk about the four stages of spiritual consciousness. And we're going to talk about the GODS affirmative prayer format. Um, So again, over the next three weeks, we'll be talking about those three topics as well as cause and effect. Oneness, what is spirituality, and what is a spiritual practitioner. And we have three more classes until the final on June 22nd. So with that, I'm going to invite Brian to start our discussion. All righty. Hi, group. Uh, We're going to first check in, but this time by checking in, we're going to talk a little bit about what uh, we are, what you've got out of this module. What are you taking away? What Uh, How has it impacted your life, if at all? (laughs) Um, And I'm going to go down the the list of uh, people that are on the call. So we'll start with Tina. Could you please share 
what your takeaway is from this module or how it's impacting your life. I, um, <clears throat> the module you're talking about, is that God's Prayer or the whole overall, all the subjects? You were talking about. Uh, all the subjects for the entire module, everything we've covered oh, so far. Everything. And it's about oh, okay. three three minutes maximum apiece. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm still not quite sure. You want me to, to address each one individually or just as a group? No, it has nothing to do with anything other than what you what is your takeaway from this module per se not any uh -oh. of the review topics uh, uh -oh. how is being in this program how is becoming a practitioner affecting your uh -oh. life Alrighty. well good um well one thing is i made it i've decided i wanted to make a commitment because i hadn't really committed to anything since i've been here and of course jesse suggested the practitioner's program and i thought Oh, okay, but uh, and so I decided to join this program and make a commitment and be part of a group. So that's one of the things that I've taken away from being in the practitioner's program. I feel like I now belong to a community, and it's something I've been needing in my life and been wanting since I moved out here. And um, it's been very fulfilling, and I've been able to grow spiritually from listening to everything everybody has to say. Because anytime somebody says something that I think, wow, that really hit home to me, or that's exactly what I was wondering about, or that was one of my questions, and all of my answers are coming through other people as well as the questions that I ask. So there's been kind of a community effort on getting me on the right spiritual, no, not getting me on the right spiritual path, but enhancing the path that I am on already. So that's one of the things I'm taking away from it. And, and I like the idea of being committed to something. I like that, and that makes me feel good. So that's some of the things I've taken away. Yeah, thank you. The experience for me also being a part of community has has been major for me. How about you, Bruce? What is your takeaway so far from being in the program? Um, you know, I think the the thing that comes to mind first is the idea of changing my beliefs will change the way that the outer world you know, reacts to me. But the idea that coming from the inside out rather than things happen out there in the world and then I react. Uh, so I think that's, I don't know that I'm sort of, I mean, in terms of Lisa, I'm all the way there, but it's it's certainly an idea worth pondering and think something that I'm experimenting with, you know, in my life to see if to the extent I change my beliefs, you know, does the outer world respond to that or not? Um, so that would be, uh, you know, one thing that was sort of a new thing that I hadn't really thought or considered before. And then I would say the other part is um, that Holmes uses the word unity sort of a lot over and over and over again, yeah, uh, and kind of contemplating you know, what does that mean to be 
part of the uh, a drop in the ocean which is that that part of it but but sort of the unity part of it and and where's my sort of place in the unity um, so I think those would be a, a couple of things that um, that I probably think about on a on a pretty frequent basis that I didn't really consider in that in in that way or in the same way uh, you know before I started the program Yes, wonderful. And that's exactly what I'm doing also, putting my beliefs to the test. I, I do that a lot because I think a lot of thoughts. <laughs> and some of them are not always uh, the most beneficial. And so I'm learning to control that and really to put out positive thoughts for positive outcomes. Steve, how are you? What, are, what is your takeaway? Well, I, I think for me the the idea of a practitioner's program is not just about practicing, but it's about in awareness. You know, I I always feel like opportunities what we have in, in terms of circumstances come up in life, and, and we're given an opportunity to practice. Practicing is great because it it helps us sort of um, get better and experience, you know, practicing again these beliefs. It's not just something in our head, but it's something that we get to practice. But I think the practitioner program for me has brought a, a greater awareness and awakening of this practice or practicing. Uh, and I think in, the, in that awareness, then it's where it becomes, you know, I don't think that practice makes perfect just on its own, but practice and awareness certainly helps us or helps me expand and grow and see things in a different way. And I think the, the program has thus far given me not just an opportunity to practice and to be, but an awareness because it's, a, it's, it's something that ha- that that we are talking about and considering not just the weekly meetings but on a daily basis because it's it's so present in my life now. Yep. <laughs> the uh, transformations definitely happen. And I use the word transformation instead of change uh, because change is a... Uh, a quality that is different from a transformation. A transformation is a complete change in, well, I use the word change for transformation. (laughs) Um, Transformation, the transforming of our thoughts, of our behavior, of our patterns, of almost of our personalities also, although not in how we think of it. But as we become more centered in God, in the Holy Spirit, And the more we practice the golden key, which we're going to look at uh, a bit later, the more that we are infused with the spirit and reality of God, and that transforms us. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Hector, how about you? What's what's some of the takeaways uh, that you can count on, that you can mention? Uh, I think for me the the two biggest takeaways is 
practicing affirmative prayer. I think that for me personally, the thing that science of mind does most beautifully is how to pray. Uh, and it's been a very, very amazing experience to do that. So I love that. Uh, and also the idea that there is a path of life with forces that are working for me if I choose to do so. So just having the discipline of really placing restrictions on my thoughts and how I'm thinking about life and things like that has been a beautiful experience and sometimes a challenging experience as well, but I like it a lot. So those are the two things. How how about an example of uh, what has been challenging in your life or what has been fulfilling in your life? I have I have a very busy mind. I always say that my my mind is always having thoughts. Uh, and I think through the program, I oftentimes recognize myself that I'm constantly living in the future or thinking about the past. So right now, a lot of my practice is placing the discipline uh, to know that every time I'm having a thought that is not about the right now. Uh, I just let it go. I don't have to create the story around it. So it, it that's why it's the discipline. So Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I bet these are all qualities that we're all working on. <laughs> and Francisco. Hi guys. Um I would say I really love the reading. Um it's it draws from a variety of texts. I love how it draws from Emerson and it draws from the Bible. Um, and it's um, a nice blend um, to my previous studies um, from different belief systems that I um, have gone through over the years. <clears throat> um, I would say some of the things that like really stuck out to me um, was the text about um, the universality of everything, how everything is connected, the divine God within, and really controlling our minds and our perceptions of things. Um, oftentimes we see things as um, as they, oh, what's that quote? <laughs> um, as they are, not as, they just, um, as, we often see things not as they truly are, and it's great to be in situations to, be in a difficult situation and have the foresight to be able to shift my perceptions and see things differently. And oftentimes that saved me a lot of heartache um, with both small things and with big things. So, yeah. Yep. Um, great, 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 great sharings. And I'm, I'm sure that we are all going through these same experiences enjoying the reading, challenging ourselves with our practice, using affirmative prayer, changing how we look at situations, being open to new ways of behavior, to allowing God, the Holy Spirit, to move in and through us in a more powerful and meaning way, and sharing this wonderful, wonderful community, just having this opportunity to talk about these processes and to be together in 
the Holy Spirit to be in the spirit of love together is just something that I've ached for for most of my adult life, and here we are. Mm. And uh, I, I believe Kathy might have joined the call. Oh, good. Kathy, are you hi? Are you here? Yeah, yeah, I joined the call. Sorry, I'm a little hi. just getting into town. Yeah. Okay, good. Great, great to be we with are, you, We are sharing uh, what uh, takeaway is uh, from the module so far. What is it like to be in this program? It's it's really wonderful to be back um, in this material and to um, some of it is review and uh, some of it is new because it's expressed uniquely by the different individuals um, within the group, which is nice. And it just is really nice to feel supported with, um, you know, there's that constant sort of barrage of collective consciousness on the outside that seems to be coming at you. And it's really, really helpful to have, um, to be surrounded by this material that reminds us that we really are creating the world on the outside and that um, we are one with God and that we are the co-creators of our lives and that prayer offers us miracles and that we really can shift and transform uh, patterns that have been with us since we were probably small kids, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Again, the theme that is underlying all of it is our transformation, is our growing in spirit. And Amina doesn't know this, but I'm going to call on her. Hey, sis, uh, what has been one of your takeaways from leading this program? I have um, been sitting here listening to everybody share so beautifully, and what just keeps coming to me, and almost everyone has said it, is the one mind, the unity, the oneness. And I, I love being in groups, I love being in community, I love listening to how other people are using this material to transform their lives and I just, it makes my heart sing when you guys share or you tell me privately or you write in your homework or whatever it is, how you're demonstrating the principles working and that you're getting it and that it means something to you and just you know, the idea of all of us kind of bouncing off of each other and helping each other to have a greater understanding or have the experience, whatever our interactions are that support us in having this experience of learning and practicing and living the practice. Like Stephen said, we're, we're living this practice and I love doing that with all of you. Thank you. It's so interesting. Uh, Amina and I often talk about the one mind and the oneness, and she <laughs> hit on all the points that I wanted to share about my experience also. <laughs> it's so, so wonderful. Uh, I, I wanted to share also that I have grown in humility, that in reading your homework and speaking with you, I'm very aware of the divine in each of you. I see the truth manifesting so, so beautifully, the light shining so beautifully in each of you. And I'm not just saying this. This is sincerely from my heart. 
that when we as teachers begin to teach, we have the idea that we know something that you don't. And it's not true because the reality of what we're learning is, is more than just the concepts, but the truth of who we are, the truth of God, goddess, all that is inside of us manifesting. So I'm, I say that I am humbled because the light that is shining forth is, is just there is, and I'm, 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 how can I be proud and humble at the same time? I'm I'm proud to be a a match, perhaps, in in helping to light the fire or helping to uh, open the door so that your own uh, light shines shines even more fully. But it's the process. It's neither Amina nor I. It's the process itself, and it's and it's Jesse who is here with us in spirit who pervades this practitioner program, this group, this community. He's such a, a powerful teacher and healer. And I'm just in, in awe of him and of God speaking through him. So that's my little takeaway also. And with that, uh, it's time to take a little three-minute break. And when we come back, we're going to review the uh, qualities of God, the four stages of our spiritual development, and we're going to work on our affirmative prayers. Okay, so it is 6.58 now, and let's come back at 7.01. Thank you.
Okay, are we all back? I'm here, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Hector. I'm here, Kathy. Hi, hi. Bruce is here. Hi, Bruce. Francisco, how about you, Amina? Maybe she's getting a glass of water. I was on mute and I couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't see the right button on my phone. It looks like like Tina uh, dropped, but I think she'll call back. Okay. Um, Those were all such great shares. I'm wondering if anybody has a share about the share, like Amina and I did about just the, the process of the shares tonight. If there's one one more thing that's on anybody's mind that you'd like to add. And if not, then we'll go forward. And uh, we're going to start with, uh, Amina's going to go over the four stages of spiritual development. And uh, do you do you all have the uh, piece of paper that was handed out or the electronic uh, version sent? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Then I'm going to hand it over to Amina to uh, go over. Okay. So, um, reviewing the four stages of spiritual consciousness. And um, I'm just going to read through, and then we can uh, see if we have any questions. So the first stage, stage one, is to me, victim, and life appears to be governed by external forces, like things are happening to me, the appearance of having no control. Why does this always happen to me? And the opportunity is to give up blame and shame. Stage two, to it, the law. These are using now fundamental tools, affirmations, visualization, vision boards, and the effective use of affirmative prayer. The idea that I can control my thoughts and my life. The opportunity is to give up control and power. Stage three of spiritual consciousness is through me, a vessel. And so the tools are more advanced. There's visioning, there's meditation, a mindset of openness, receptivity, and teachableness. There's the experience of being a vehicle through which spirit speaks and acts. It is not I, but God that does the work. And the opportunity is to give up the ego and separation. Stage four is as me, one, the experience of divine or mystic mind, the experience of being one with spirit. I am one with God. 
the opportunity is to experience limitless consciousness beyond oneness. And so, again, these are this is a description of an evolutionary process which is continually evolving. And we can see that we have times where we're kind of bouncing between stages. Um, you know, we might feel like a victim, but then now we use our tools, we let it go faster. And we use our tools and we understand that our thoughts create our experience, just like we were sharing earlier today. And then we can be more aware of ourselves as a channel spirit. And that's what the practitioner does, right? The practitioner knows that they're not doing the healing, that God's doing the healing. And we're, we're the ones who will open ourselves up to be the vessel through which the healing flows and becomes available and shared. And then the stage four is the one that we're aspiring to. And we may have glimpses. I think probably all of us may have had one or more or many glimpses of that experience of being one with God with all there is and really knowing that and feeling that. And what we're going for is the sustained ability to have a full awareness of that at all times. So does anybody have any questions? Or statements or testimonials about uh, any of these stages and how we're in one stage at one time during the day and another stage and another time during the day. <laughs> yes, examples of if there's if there are no questions, then we can just go to examples of you know what stage one looks and feels like. Amina, this yeah. is Tina. Uh, my phone dropped the call. And I was sitting here waiting for everybody to start talking, and the whole time my phone was dead. So I missed everything you said when we first came back onto the call. Can you just okay. kind of lightly touch on what you talked about so I can make sure yeah. I got the right notes? I'm sorry about so, this. It's just, no, it's okay. Welcome back. I'm okay. glad you're here. Um, did yeah. you see the email that Jesse sent, or do you have the paper that we handed out in the in-person class? Yeah. The four stages of spiritual consciousness. Yeah, I have it up on my uh, computer right now, so I'm looking at okay, the email. Perfect. So, you, so all I did was basically just read through the chart, so okay. that we could all hear again what each stage is. And so now we're okay. just starting to talk about some examples or statements or questions about stage one, and then we'll go on to the other stages. Oh, okay. So, so and we're. We're at what stage now? I I see stage, stage one. one. Yeah. So since okay. I have you here and you're talking, um, okay. can you give an example of a stage one? Okay. A good example for me is um, the parents that are having no control. Like, oh, I'm not making enough money because I can't control my income because I work at this job that doesn't pay enough money. So. To me, I don't have any control over that. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I see is not having control over. Good. 
I have a I have a weird example. Uh, why does this always happen to me? Uh, if anyone heard my God shot, that uh, all the my lovers and my husband have, have died, and of course that that brings up why why is this happening to me? And not only that, but should I be in another relationship <laughs> if everyone that I love dies? And maybe I should, uh, you know, back off a little bit. So you can see the degree of blaming and shaming of all that that comes up for me. Uh, did I do something wrong? Did I oh, just so, so much stuff. And that took quite a while, a couple of years, actually, of working through that. Uh, to give up the idea that I was somehow to blame or felt shame that that happened to me and I didn't want to talk about it. Um, so that's my example. Thank you, Brian. Actually, one of many that I could give. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else have anything to contribute or ask about stage one? Stage one is where, you know, we find ourselves in the beginning on this process. And so we're going to see, you know, some of our our clients or people in our community who are coming to us for support as practitioners are going to be in this stage of feeling victimized. And it's our opportunity to support them you know, lovingly with compassion to help them to see that they're not victims. And uh, many of them will be coming to us to because they're tired of it, because they know they don't want to be in that mode anymore. And so they're ready to move on to stage two. And that is, you know, when we become aware of the spiritual law and the spiritual principles and 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 what we're studying here, it is spiritual law. It works and it works for everyone. And so it is our responsibility to apply it. And that is in in every area of our lives, whether it's using affirmations or prayer or visualizing. It's also using that not just the time in the morning or the time during the day that we devote to that practice, but to living our life in service to these tools, knowing that they work and committing to utilizing them and having this practice be our life. Does anybody have a an example of stage two or a question or comment about stage two? Hector, you mentioned uh, using affirmative prayer. Yeah. Yes, I mean, stage two is uh, science of mind, in my opinion, kind of stays on this stage two, the idea that by controlling my thoughts, how I see my life, I can actually create a reality uh, that I want to experience. That to me is uh, phase two. And the other comment I wanted to make is like for me, phase one is is 
every time I align myself with the ego thoughts. So every time that I choose to believe my ego, uh, I'm in stage one. And then in stage two, I start to realize that I can affect my reality by changing how I think about life, uh, which is pretty much like science of mind. Yes, I would, ag- yeah. I would agree. Science of mind is a lot of uh, learning spiritual law. Absolutely. Great. Thank you for that. Really good example. And I'm, I'm glad you said that about aligning with the ego because um, we heard from Reverend Roxy and we've heard from Reverend Jesse that asking the question, why, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? Is the ego, the ego asks and the spirit allows. So stage three, is any, this is um, more advanced tools and more advanced awareness of being a vehicle for spirit, a channel for spirit knowing that we are setting aside our small selves, our ways, our desires, and being open and available to be used for for spirit's work, for healing, for whatever it is that, that must be transmitted is, is what we make ourselves available for. And it's not me, it's God doing the healing. And we are... Uh, having more of awareness that we're not separated and that we are giving the ego. Anyone have any comments, questions, or shares about page three? Through me, a vessel. Um, I've got a kind of a, a, a fun example. <clears throat> um, I'm not currently doing it, but in my past I've done a fair amount of improv comedy and of course, you know, the basis of improv comedy is that you're up on stage with a group of people and whatever comes, you take a suggestion and whatever comes through the group sort of transpires on the stage. And so there's a little bit of thinking going on, but there's a lot of channeling going on. And, and in the best moments on stage, you know, it feels like, it's almost like it's not me saying it, it's, just, it's coming through me. It's sort of like divinely you know, inspired or I've picked up on some sort of thing or intuition or concept. There's like, you know, everybody in the group will sort of have, we all know sort of what we're doing, even though it's it's not uh, set up by a script. And I, I've always felt like, like that level of receptivity uh, is something that's, you know, connecting up to the collective unconscious or whatever you want to uh, call it. And, that's my example. That's a beautiful example. That's a great example. And Perfect. You, know, you, you surrender, right? You you hand it over and you just allow yourself right. to be open and receptive. And when you do that, when you're not thinking about what's going to happen and how it's going to work, then you can get the guidance. You right. can be, you know, you can actually hear what you're being called to do or what the others in your group are are wanting to express. So, yeah, lovely. 
Did our oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was looking at the three stages, and some and some days I wake up, I'm in stage two and three, you know, kind of between the two of them, it's going really well, and then all of a sudden I'll turn around in stage one again. And I go, oh, my gosh, how did I get back here? So how how did I get back there? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I Honestly, I, I today is a fine example. I'm in stage one today, and I'm going, I don't like stage one. I like stage two and three, and I don't want to stay here. So why am I here? You know, and I go look down and say, why does this always happen to me? And I go, oh, my gosh, I am <laughs> in stage one. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Yeah. So what do we do? I mean, I go into affirmative prayer and yeah. I, you know, I, I start visualizing and, and um, start, um, you know, try, just trying to be as spiritual as I can. And I yes. go, oh, no. <laughs> you know? yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, yes. it's such a great awareness when you realize that you're there and that you don't want to be there and it doesn't feel good. And then you ask yourself how you want to feel and what can yeah. you do to support yourself in feeling and acting and being the way that you want to because you know that there, you know that there's another way. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you're doing it exactly right, you know. And don't yeah. judge yourself for, for bouncing back to stage one because we all do that. But what I invite you to do is to have compassion for yourself when when you notice that you're in the victim mode and also to notice the time. Do you get out of it faster? How soon do you become aware? You know, you might have stayed there for weeks and months before. Now maybe it's a day or less than a day or a couple of hours or a few minutes, you know, depending on the situation. So really I invite you to notice your response time and how that has shifted. Well, now it doesn't really take long for me to realize that I'm in stage one because of the feelings. I'm more aware of my feelings and and more accepting to who I am. So therefore, if I'm not feeling correctly or something just feels off, I say, okay, let me stop and breathe. And I say, okay, mm-hmm. where are you at now? And I kind of do a checklist, so that's that's become a very good thing for me. So, I, you know, I yeah, and I can tell that I'm learning as time goes on, and um, I think that's what it's all about. Excellent. Exactly. These tools that we that we learn in stage three, and uh, those of us in the in the practitioner group one, uh, we're getting more and more tools to use. Um, you know, Amina and I talk a lot with each other, and uh, we we go into into uh, stage one. Why is this happening to me? And as, as uh, Amina said, the compassion that instead of just saying, "Hey, you're in stage one," you, you silly, get out of it. We we understand that we're all in stage one at times, and so we listen with great compassion, uh, knowing that they're going through it, and just being a support vehicle to allow them to go through it, not trying to change them, not trying to change their experience, but allowing them. And that's that's a huge gift you can give someone is to allow them to go through the stage that they're going through. And at the level, uh, at the level three, the tools um, 
it's it's really up to me to use the tools. Do I start the morning with prayer? Do I do things to sanctify my room, my house? Do I sage? Do I do things so that I feel the spirit working through me? It's really up to me to use these tools. And we're, we're getting more and more tools. It's wonderful in this program, uh, the, the tools that we are given. Uh, but it's up to me to use them. And if I don't, then I go, you know, I revert to my, my lower stages, my previous stages, and I just uh, uh, delay my own growth. As A Course in Miracles says, you know, the curriculum's there. It's up to us to how long it's going to take us to, to do it. And I've got to get off my butt sometimes in the morning and do my meditation. Yeah, I agree with you, Brian. Thank you for sharing with me. I I just wanted to share, if I may, this is Stephen, by the way, um, in terms of, I, you know, while I, at times I, I find the fluidity of going from stage, you know, three sometimes down to one in less than, you know, half a second. Uh, it's it's frustrating. But at the, at the same time, I, I, I think you, you hit on something that I experienced earlier today, Brian, and that was sort of just permitting those that you are uh, maybe counseling or, 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 or speaking to or just, you know, being present for um, and I think if we if we do that for like if I do that for myself, I find that I move through that step of victimization a lot quicker if I don't judge myself for being there. Um, and I'm just going to share very quickly. I, I don't intend to get into a huge conversation about that, but uh, I had to put my dog down yesterday morning, and um, it was extremely hard. He's been with me for 16 years. He was going uh, to be 19 years old very soon in the next couple of months. Um, and so this afternoon I was just exhausted and and uh, tired of being sad and crying and all those, you know, all those emotions and all those things we experienced during loss. And there was this man moving very slowly with this scraggly little dog in front of me and I was at a stop sign and they could not, they, I, I couldn't get them to move. I, I, of course, I didn't say anything, but I, I just thought they were moving as slow as molasses. And I, I found myself being irritated. And um, I just, then I immediately judged myself. <laughs> Why are you so angry? You know, just because you lost your dog. And I started, and then I started to feel sorry for myself. And I thought, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. And I changed that, and as soon as I said it's okay that, I, that I'm feeling sad and I'm angry or whatever, suddenly the next thought I had was, I'm so grateful for the years I had with him. And, and I felt like suddenly my attitude, my thinking changed um, just simply because I allowed myself to be angry, to be sad. Um, so... Just a, a little experience I had today about that because I think that I, like uh, so many of us, find myself thinking, well, why am I back back to square one again? <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. 
Thank you. Sending you so much love. It's not easy to to lose our our pet family friends. I was I was hugging my dog today, knowing the transitory nature of life, and uh, again from my Godshot because I am aware of the transit transitory uh, nature of life uh, that I really cherish every opportunity that I can to express love and compassion. So uh, I, I, I really honor your, your voyage and your beautiful friend and all the great memories that you have and the reality of the love that lives on with you forever. Thank you. Beautiful. And uh, before we conclude, does anyone have anything to say about stage four? Woohoo! <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say, Brian. Thank goodness. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And you know, as we're saying this, and um, just relating to the stages and our evolution, our transformation, as Brian was talking about before, it is an evolution. And it's important that we not hold on to the desire to rush through the stages. Like, yes, we all want to wake up. We all want to be, you know, in the light. But this journey that we're on, this is so essential. And we we can't get there without going through this journey and living this practice and learning everything that we need to learn and sharing it with everybody. So, um, so just have patience as as we progress through this journey and know that we are progressing and that it can't be stopped. Because mm-hmm. it's who we are. Yeah. In in Zen Buddhism. We, we talk about the nature of desire and the desire to be enlightened, that we really want to be one with God. And when you think about it, that desire itself gets in the way of being one with God. I'm going to talk about the, the nature of God, the reality of God, and God is joy. So if I'm not in joy, if I'm thinking, gosh, I wish I was in joy, you know, I can hardly wait to be in joy. <laughs> but the, the mere process of trying to force ourselves to be other than who we really are is gets in the way. So it's it's this catch twenty two. We want to improve, and by wanting to improve, we're forgetting that we're already perfect, and to just laugh at that predicament, at that dichotomy, at that at that uh, cosmic joke. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's a great segue, Brian, if you want to move on to speaking about okay. God's will and God's nature. Yeah, so one of the seven uh, qualities, the seven things that we're going to be going over in our final exam, uh, one of the big ones is the the quality of the divine, God's will. And I'm just going to bring up my my book here, page 136 in Living the Science of Mind. Um, 
The, the main thing to remember, and Reverend Jesse always reminds us, is that God's will cannot be different from God's nature. If God's will was different from God's nature, there'd just <laughs> be complete chaos. Uh, God is love and expresses as love. God is happiness, wholeness, fulfillment. If if God was not these qualities, we couldn't have these qualities in, in our reality. So just let me go over a couple of things that, that jumped out for me. Uh, God's will, God's nature, our will, our nature is always towards happiness, towards joy. That is what God is. God is joy. God is love. On page 137, it says, Indeed, we might say that in the final analysis, what a man believes about God inevitably influences his entire experience in life. So if we believe God is a judgmental God that frowns upon our actions and our sins, then our entire life is shadowed by that feeling of guilt and shame. And that has been the reality of most of the teachings about God throughout the history of the world. And we as GLBT and allies, because we're not all LGBT on this call, but the allies, we all have some degree of identifying with shame and guilt. And that's I think a major reason why Reverend Jesse created Inspire to give us an opportunity to go beyond those qualities that have hurt us psychologically, emotionally, spiritually for so long. And that in finding these works, the science of mind, of course, in miracles, radical forgiveness, all of them are pointing to a God that is a God of love, that is a God of non-judgment, absolute forgiveness. And Radical Forgiveness is a, a, a book that you'll get in another module, and you'll see why there's no need for forgiveness, because everything is, is just perfectly created for our, our growth and our, our well-being. Another one that I highlighted uh, God's will for every person is happiness, peace, and joy, because that is what God is. Now, when we talk about happiness, we need to remember that happiness is an internal quality. Most all of us, when we're in stage one, uh, we think that happiness is going to come to us from the outside. When I get the perfect job, when I get the perfect partner, when I get the perfect haircut, <laughs> when I get the perfect body, whatever it is that's going to make me happy, uh, in the beginning, it always looks like it's going to come from the outside. And for all of us, we are still prone to that. 
Absolutely, we revert to stage one. I'm going to be really happy when such and such happens. When you when you really are, are have a great foundation in stage three, in your meditation practice, in your affirmation of God is love and God is happiness, there's a shift that takes place, there's a transformation that takes place, and you begin to be happy in all circumstances. And that's a tough one if we're thinking, like I did when I have cancer, you know, oh, poor me. How can I be how can I be happy that I have cancer? Well, I'm not happy that I have cancer. I'm happy in spite of my cancer. I'm happy because I can choose to be happy. I'm happy because I can take a moment, go inside and feel the loving power of God that is happiness itself. And so for a brief moment, it's no longer I who have cancer. Or it's no longer I who lost my husband, but it's I who am peace, happiness, and joy. Well, you know how I love joy. I love to laugh. And every opportunity I get to see the humor in a situation, I I go for it. I need to laugh. You know, I need to laugh to balance out the the, uh, negativity. And let's see, what else have I underlined? There is no sin but a mistake and no punishment but a consequence. That's a conversation that I have with Amina sometimes also. Is We have a common expression, uh, God has blessed me. Oh, what a blessing that is. Oh, what a blessing that is. That's the polar opposite of God cursing us or not blessing us. And as Amina mentioned, that the love of God, the peace of God is transpersonal, is omnipresent, is everywhere. So God cannot bless an individual any more than he can curse an individual. Blessings happen as a consequence of our actions. Blessings happen as a consequence of a shift in our consciousness, that we see a blessing. Does that make sense to everybody? We all want to believe that, that, uh, we're, that we're blessed, that good things happen. And good things happen for a reason and a consequence. So sin and punishment are, are just not real things. Sin is a mistake, and there is no punishment but a consequence. And by the same token, virtue is its own reward. There's a, there's a lot of meditation that, that I've done in that, and a lot of need to change my languaging. I speak about that a lot in this module, the need for us to change our language, to be in alignment with a higher truth. Later on that same page in 139, paragraph in the middle, thus it is that the Father advances to meet the Son and enfolds him to his embrace. They are never really separated, the Son, which is us, the creation of God. The Son had merely misdirected his energy. The most beautiful thought of all is that when 
he redirected this energy into a constructive channel. His evil experience was terminated and a new use of the law was put into effect. In this simple but most profound lesson did the great way shower teach the simple truth of our relationship to the parent mind. And that is very much in alignment with A Course in Miracles. That it is our belief, our misperception that we were separated that creates all the suffering in the world. And the will of God is not to have suffering. The will of God is to have joy, unity, peace, happiness. So anytime I feel myself in separation, it is up to me to just take that moment, that divine holy pause, to lift my eyes up to the Lord in meditation and in prayer, and then the Unity happens. The joy happens. It's there. It's always there. It's only clouded over by my thoughts of separation. On page 140, through every subtlety, by every illusion, by the logic of human experience, we are led from reality into our dream of separation. It takes resolute thought, a poised mind, and a confident spirit to overcome this. It takes calm faith and quiet confidence in the supremacy of good and in the omnipotence of the law of good. Freedom from bondage is a thing which we must inwardly perceive. This perception is the greatest of all perceptions. Freedom from bondage, that there is no bondage, there is no Barrier. There is no obstacle that can keep us from God, that can keep us from our own good. Yes? Sure. Why not, Brian? <laughs> Anybody like to uh, give an amen or uh, make a comment about that? I have kind of a weird share that this is Kathy. I just hiked up out of... Um, the Grand Canyon over at Havasu High Village uh, after being down there for three nights. And when we were hiking out to the village, we were walking by a stable, and the, the path is really close to the stable, and a horse came up to us and just he was staring at us, was just looking at us. And we're looking back, and I was looking into his eyes, and my husband was petting his, his nose and face. And I'm not particularly that comfortable around horses. I'm not really a big fan. I'm a little bit afraid. But I just felt like this horse, I mean, he wasn't, my husband's like, oh, he was just sensing there was an apple in your backpack. I'm like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, what is your message for me? What is your message for me? And he, I felt like he was saying, like, set yourself free. You, the, the prison door is open. Just walk through. You know, it was like so weird. So this is kind of right along the lines of what you're saying. <laughs> I think. Um, so, I don't know. I just thought I'd share that because it's kind of neat. Yeah. And when you think that everything, that the entire world is a reflection of our thoughts, that the horse at that moment gives you the opportunity to see 
the reality that there's nothing there's nothing there but love there's no obstacle there's no need to fear there's no judgment there's no nothing all there is is that beautiful brown eye <laughs> that beautiful love that uh, the horse encompasses well and this kind of goes back to the fourth stage of the spiritual development while i'm down there this this is the third year in the row that i've gone and you know probably the seventh or eighth time that i've gone in the last 20 years um but every time I'm down there, I feel so at one. I just feel that union. I mean, I don't know if it's really stage four, but definitely little glimpses of there's just an at easement. There's just a comfortableness. And um, it's, you know, it's like the, the sky isn't any better or different than the mountains, and the mountains aren't any better or different than the 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 water and the water isn't any better or different than the trees and the trees aren't any better or different than the insects or the the people and we're all just one and it's so obvious it's not like it's an intellectual thought it is just this total feeling tone and you're just I'm just in my heart space and you know so then then my mind goes to you know like the why and the how can I capture this when I get back because when I get back I'm not always there, and you know you're you're busy with the hustle and bustle of I gotta buy the groceries, I gotta bleach the toilets, I've gotta pay the bills, I've gotta go to work, I've gotta take care of grandpa, I've got you know, and um, it's just so easy to slip into that space in this environment, um, and I get I get frustrated with myself, and and I know for me a big Part of my practice is to cultivate that level of compassion because I tend to get really down on myself and be hard on myself when I get back into victim mode or when I, you know, feel like I'm I'm out of control. I feel like I can't change my circumstances. And but the but the quickest route to me doing that I find is when I'm working with somebody else. Like when I'm helping them, I'm so in that space of I get this, I know this, it's mine, I own it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're helping someone else, you're reaffirming it and, um, you know, just reinforcing it for yourself. And so that's why I feel like I've got to be a counselor because it's so helpful to me to it brings me into that space of peace. It brings me into that space of love. It allows me to be the vessel for God to work through me. And uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. It takes you out of yourself, which is what nature does. There's a wonderful quote from Yogananda. When anyone contemplates the expanse of ocean and sky, he escapes momentarily the confinements of finite matter and glimpses the infinite. And I think part of nature is why nature is there is to remind us of the infinite behind the finite. It's it's wonderful. That's a great share. Thank you. Could you send that quote out to us in an email, or at least to me? I don't know. I would love to have that. Sure. That would be great. Thank you, Brian. It's actually, there's a, a calendar 
an engagement calendar, the little book called Inner Reflections that the Self-Realization Fellowship puts out every year. And I use it as my diary. And it has the, the calendar of the days of a week. And for every week, there's a beautiful photograph and one of the quotes of Yogananda. And, and so as you were speaking about nature, I just opened it up and opened right to that, <laughs> to that quote. And I went, oh, thank you, God. That's appropriate. <laughs> Oh, wow. And so I'll, I'll send the link and, and uh, all that information out there also. Cool. Thanks. Any other shares? The will of God, the nature of God, the reality of God? Hello, Brian. This is Magali. Hi, Magali. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I've been dyslexic, and I was dialing and dialing the wrong number. Oh, gee. I checked. I checked my email and went, Again, kept wrong, dialing the wrong number. I'm sorry. But I, I chimed in here, and I've been listening a bit, trying to gather myself. Um, you had mentioned something about sin and, 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 and consequence and things like that, right? Yeah. Did I? Okay. Um, today, actually, I had an experience where I don't believe in sin, and I don't believe in evil and um I do believe, you know, consequences. If if we eat right, then, you know, our body will be healthy. If we eat junk, then, you know. Good example. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I was at the bus stop uh, leaving the Braille Institute, and this man told me, oh, you're, you're, up, you're, you're getting to the bus stop. Okay. And then he pro- approaches me and talks to me about, starts talking about, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you know he's your Savior? And, and. This has happened to me a couple of times, and um, so I didn't want to get into it today. And 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 I said, oh, I have you know my spiritual beliefs, and yes, I believe in Jesus, and I don't discuss him. <laughs> so, um, but he kept on going and going, and and it's the actions that you do, and if you do the right things, and and you know he can heal you. And I guess I took offense to that right there. I don't know if I should have or what, I, but the yeah, fact that no. because I turned around and I told him, oh, I'm perfect. Just because I'm blind doesn't mean there's anything wrong, that I've done anything wrong. God doesn't punish. That's what I was, I don't know if it relates <laughs> to this, but that's the way yes. that's a perfect I, I took that. Yeah. Um, you know, I believe, like, my nephew is in jail right now, and supposedly I believe he didn't do it. As far as the families believe, he didn't do anything. Um, but he's in jail, and he's going through his experience for a reason. He has to learn something. And I'm going through mine for my reason. This is my journey. It's not because I've done something wrong and God has punished me. I, I, I guess that's that's what I, I take a, into it. It's like, you know, our good actions will lead to better actions and, you know, it comes to us and and it, it flows. It, you know, if we're um, not, uh, I guess, not good or, you know, if we th- do things that are, you know, harmful or to some sense, to ourselves or to others, or, um, it just, it blocks. The good. That's the, what I see. The good from flowing. Yes. The good yes. energy. Yeah. Um, and um, 
So that's that's what I wanted to chime in right now because it just just him talking today about sin and he can heal you if you just. I'm like I'm perfect the way I am. He made me this way, and and then there's nothing wrong with me. It's not I've done something. Right. So that's what I wanted. To that's a perfect right example, and a beautiful example of your own spirituality, of your understanding and living the divine presence of love within you and and peace that you that you have in spite of any perceived obstacles and I say perceived you know because it's not really an obstacle unless you believe that it's an obstacle Mm -hmm. true beautiful that's all for now hooray And uh, that's all I have to say on the topic of uh, the quality of God's will. And up next is Amina. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, everybody. That was really, really great. I loved your shares, too. Um, We're going to now talk about the GODS prayer format, which I know you all are familiar with, but we're just going to continue to review it because it is such an important component of our work and of our practice. And um, we want to really make sure that everyone understands it and feels comfortable practicing and praying. Um, So, G-O-D-S. Francisco, what does G stand for? Gratitude. Yes. And why why is it important? What why do we why do we start with gratitude? And because we need to start praying with the affirmation that we already have that which we are asking for. So being thankful opens the space for us to be willing to receive the gift. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Jesse couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> and what are what are you grateful for? Give us a couple of examples. Me? Yeah. Uh, you know, I am very grateful because there are many areas of my life where I don't have any hardship. I'm grateful because I have the financial stability to really have the life that I want. But more than the financial stability is the mindset to know that I'm always provided for. I always, always had that mindset since I was very little. Even though I I wasn't really born into a family of wealth, from when I was very little, I always had uh, a mindfulness of, like, prosperity and abundance in my life, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, and I'm also very grateful about my spiritual awakening, my desire to know God, to experience God, to understand Him. Uh, that is a very conscious choice that I have done in my life, and it provides me the space and the framework to practice God with everybody around me, my family, my boyfriend, my dog, everyone. And it's so beautiful. So I'm very thankful for that. Beautiful. Thank you so much. 
And what does O stand for, Bruce? Uh, that stands for offer. Yes. And what are we what are we offering? Um, we're offering up limitations, misidentifications, misinterpretations, anything that's uh, perhaps potentially uh, blocking us, and that we want to leave on the altar and and not pick back up again or or let go, so that we can. Um, receive, you know, to our authentic selves. So we're sort of, you know, putting something, putting some things down that need to be put down. Yeah. Dropping, not as in, you know, putting, I'm putting you down, as in, I'm putting... Right. <laughs> Setting aside, <laughs> letting go of, surrendering. Laying awesome. on the altar is, is a beautiful yeah. image. Yeah, excellent. So I'm I'm really quickly reminded of of something that I read in the in the Christian tradition. I think it's in the Bible. Uh, when you before you put your gift on the altar, make sure that you are at peace with the people around you in your life. And and. How that that might work here is I think of all the qualities that I'm putting on the altar are the qualities that perhaps I share with people that is inappropriate. My fears, my my shame, my whatever it is. And all of that reflects on my my life and my environment. So the things that I do not want to have in my life, in my environment, the things that I don't want to inflict on anyone else, I can lay upon the altar knowing that God's love will consume them and that uh, that smoke becomes uh, the incense, the prayer going, going up to God. And in God's uh, gracious goodness, those qualities are, are burned up. And, and gone, and I am left in, in peace. Thank you. Beautiful. So, the next letter is B. Stephen? What does B stand for? I'm here. I just couldn't unmute this phone. Uh, <laughs> I was having the same issue. <laughs> <laughs> Declaration. Yeah. And so what uh, What are we declaring? The truth. And what is the truth? The, n- nothing but the truth. <laughs> so help us God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um the truth of who we are, the truth of our oneness with God, uh, the you know the, the truth of our perfect selves. Uh, yeah. So yeah, give me give me that's exactly right. 
So let's have a couple of examples of a declaration. Um, you know, I, I, I think in, in uh, surrendering or offering um, up those obstacles, um, the opposite of what we're offering is what we're declaring, you know, and that is that um, that what is, you know, what is is unchangeable. So we can't, um, you know, we 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 can't manipulate to be anything other than. But for example, um, you know, to coming with fear and declaring that we are. Um, you know, that there's a declaration that we are in the right place. We we're in the right place. We're right where we're supposed to be, and what is happening is supposed to be happening. And um, and you know, love is is a word that is that's been expressed many times as as something that that kind of that. Uh, I don't know. I like to think about love as what what sort of washes away the dust in my life. And so I think as we declare that, you know, if if love is all there is and we, you know, we are, we have a oneness with God and God is love, we are love and we can't uh, change that even when we're, angry even when we're disappointed and so declaring that love i think is is transformative just that declaration is transformative it's it's a game changer Mm. and what does the s stand for magali I'm here. Uh, it stands for sharing, and I'm glad you picked me because <laughs> I have difficulty with this part. I oh. mean, yes, the gratitude is easy. The mm-hmm. offering was um, basically, I used to think of an offering as a gift of something good, but then now we're offering what we have difficulties with that we want to give up. I, that's what I understood. Declaring is declaring everything that's true. That, all the good, uh, our prosperity, our abundance, that we have no needs. The sharing, that's um, that's where I have difficulty with. What, what uh-huh. We are sharing this with everyone, this declaration, is that what we mean? We're sharing or, all of it, right? So we're sharing the truth, we're sharing our healing and our expansion, we're sharing our prayer, we're sharing our practice, we're sharing all the good, everything, every benefit that is available, every possible benefit we share because we share everything with everyone because we're one, there's no separation, right? So it's like expanding. Exactly. We're Extending and we're expanding all of the good and we're extending it to everyone. And we know, if we believe in the oneness of all life, that we know that we can't not share. That everything that we do, say, think, is 
everything that we don't do that has an impact on the whole. And so we offer and share our prayer and our healing and our expansion with everyone because we can't not. It's almost as if it's a check on the ego that it's this is not just for me alone. Okay. But because because there's the reality is that we're all together. There's one one being that we all share in. So whatever blessings uh, we receive, we share with everyone. Okay. When when I was hitchhiking. Back in the good old days, there were a lot of people on the road. And if there were other people hitchhiking at the same spot that I was, I would step back and I would pray that they get a ride. Not that I get a ride, but I would pray that they get a ride because I'm pretty patient. And I know that my ride will come and perhaps they're in a bit of a hurry and I wasn't. So I always prayed for the other person's success the other person's blessing first. And I, and I didn't do it so that I would be blessed. I, I did it because I felt already blessed even to be on the road. I don't know if that's a, a very good example, but that's kind yeah. of my idea of, of sharing, uh, sharing a blessing and praying for, for others. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Did that help, Magali? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for for adding that, Brian. Does anybody have any other questions or comments on the GODS prayer? How are you guys doing with... Oh, go ahead. I I think we touched upon it early in our our, uh, class itself that... The idea of prayer itself raises us up, that when we pray, there's something that happens that we feel better. I certainly, when, when I hear Amina pray or I pray with her, I, I just am lifted up. And so any opportunity to prayer is, is such, such a blessing, and I'm so grateful to uh, to just be able to be in a state of prayerfulness. La, la, la. <laughs> so how are people, how are you guys doing with, with using the GODS format? Is anybody having challenges with it? Is anyone using it? I am. I'm. I'm trying to stick to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's not always GODS. Sometimes it's OGDS. Sometimes <laughs> it's GSD. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm trying to to really follow the elements. Great. Great. Yeah, this is Bruce. I'm using it um, when I'm coaching people. You know, I mm-hmm. would always do a, a sort of an invocation. Uh, to a coaching session uh, that I learned at University of Santa Monica, and it was slightly different. But I like this uh, better, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, because you know, I have can have a believe it or not, I can have a tendency to ramble. <laughs> so 
it's um, I like sort of the structure of it. It gets I feel like I'm getting through all the important points. I mean, maybe that's sort of ego driven, but um, you know, I think it really sets a nice tone for my for my my uh, my spirit more spiritually minded clients. That's great. I'm I'm really glad you're using it in that way. And and thank you for mentioning you know the structure because it is really designed to be supportive so that we do make all of the points that that are important for us to get to in prayer. And what I love about it is that it can be succinct. You can go just hit those points, but you still have an effective prayer. And then you can take your time and embellish and expand it and still hit that point. But those points that you have, you have a structure to do that. And, you know, I know sometimes when I go on a free-form prayer, I can really, really ramble. It can take a while. And sometimes it feels like so much that wants to be said. And then you're like, oh, I've, I've lost track. So you, you, it does help keep you focused. And um, that's very beneficial. I'm glad you're using it in a professional capacity. And um, anybody else? I had a wonderful experience at Easter. My older brother, Jeff, is a Presbyterian minister, and he normally leads the prayer. My younger brother leads the prayer. And it's your your standard, you know, thank you for the food and bless and all the wonderful things that prayer can be. And this time I led the prayer, and I did a, a G-O-D-S prayer. I did a God's prayer. And uh, it was I was really moved in spirit. And everyone afterwards was like, wow, Brian, that was a really great prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Having Having that foundation and the reality of it, you know, it's just really wonderful to share our gratitude, to offer up our fears, our feeling of guilt or shame or whatever it is that we just want to leave behind to dedicate, to declare what we're really experiencing. You, you see, I, I, get, I use dedicate a lot when I should declare. <laughs> I want to dedicate things. <laughs> but declare, 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 declaring that this is so, and it's so for everyone, sharing all that. So it, it is a very, very powerful tool. I'm very thankful that uh, we've been given it. Yeah, me too. So we are just about to wrap up, but before we do, I, I really would love if there is somebody who feels challenged with using this prayer format that you, you speak up, and um, or if anybody has questions. Okay. Great. Well, Brian, will you give us a short example of a GODS prayer? And um, then we'll assign the homework and we'll we'll pray out. Beautiful. Take me off mute. (laughs) 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 That's our common theme for this evening. So one thing I've learned from Reverend Jesse and from Amina is to start prayer by sitting up straight, by planting my feet on the ground, to be in a meditative state of consciousness so that I can ask the Holy Spirit to be with me. 
and then taking a, a deep inhalation and an exhalation, just letting go of everything so that I can just be present. Amina often says, take a, a deep breath of gratitude. Is, is everybody on mute? I think somebody has some background noise going on. So, dear Lord, God, beloved friend, I'm so thankful, so thankful for life itself, for the opportunities that we have to be in this place of love, to be who we really are, to celebrate life so fully and so joyfully. And I offer up all of my petty concerns, all of my wonderings about the future and my thinking of the past and thinking that I could have done something better or this or that. So I offer up anything that takes me away from this moment and I declare that in this moment I am completely overflowing with God's love, with the reality of spirit within me and in with all of us. And I know that this is true for everyone. If it's true for me, it's true for everyone. And I share the reality of this with everyone, knowing that they are already perfect and I don't need to do anything but let that reality in. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to do anything, that I can just see God Goddess, all that is the divine grace and love and spirit everywhere. In grace and gratitude, I declare that this is so, and so it is. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. This was a really great discussion, as always. We are going to send you a homework email, and I'll just tell you briefly what it is. You're going to get a recording of the Golden Key, and we ask you to listen to the recording and write one paragraph on why the Golden Key is an effective tool to post in the Facebook group by Monday. So you're posting in Facebook your homework, one paragraph on the Golden Key, we're also going to send you a link to a conversation that the out-of-town practitioners had about the four stages of spiritual consciousness, which is going to be helpful for your review uh, for further discussion, for further information as you review our, our final. So we invite you to, to listen to that as well. Um, that was a phone call discussion that Reverend Jesse had with, with the people yeah. up down. Right. For the practitioners who were out, are out of town and could not come to our in-person meeting. So, um, any Amina? questions? Yes. Yes. Um, 
go back over the phone call of the four stages of consciousness. Will you be sending that to us? Or yes, yes. Uh, okay. You're going, I, I, email, you're going to get an email um, with a link to the golden key that you'll listen to and write a paragraph about and put in Facebook. And then you'll in the same email there'll be a link to listen to this call recording of this call that um, that I just mentioned. So your okay, email will have all of all of the things that you need to um, to do your homework and to further your review. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Welcome. I mean, right. what was the due date for the golden key paragraph on Facebook? Monday. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So we are going to close out. And um, Kathy, would you be willing to give us a a, a pray out, please? Uh, sure, using the GRDS format. Yes, please. All right. So I'm sitting up tall, planting my feet on the earth, laying my hand on my heart, and relaxing my eyes shut. And I invite all of you, dear practitioners in training and our guides, Brian and Amina, to do the same. And I take a breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and thankful to connect across the miles through time and space with technology, with such beautiful souls, such beautiful hearts, so grateful for these teachings which expand us and open us up to the truth of who we really are beyond uh, a thought of ego, beyond uh, our fears, our doubts, our angers, our insecurities. And so we place all of those on the altar within our mind's eye so that they can be altered, so that we can have a new perception, uh, a right-minded perception, so that we can see clearly who we are, we can recognize ourselves as God created us, And we are so grateful, 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 grateful that this is happening. And we declare that it's happening, not just for us that are on the call here, but for everyone, for everyone all over the planet. May we all awaken together. May we all embrace these teachings, these truths. And we share the benefits with everyone because we are, in fact, one with them. And so it is. Amen. 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 Good prayer. Well, I feel good. I hope everyone else does too. I love you all so very much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up for yourselves and for each other. And watch for your homework email. If you have any questions, please reach out. And we will be with you next Wednesday night. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. Good night. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.